This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. What really matters, part two. And so um, it's awesome that uh, Crystal Gale and I get to teach this together. So hi, everyone. We miss you. We love you. And as it stands, we're going to be gathering as a church in person on June 28th. So we're looking forward to that. And, um, and yes, we're looking forward to that. Very so, much so. Yes. yes yeah. <laughs> we missed seeing your faces. Yeah. So this will be very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so here we go. We're going to jump right into this. And I just want to uh, jump in as far as uh, what really matters. And today we're going to talk about three things that really matter. And even being through all this, you know, the COVID-19, the stay at home and all that, we have talked a lot and just we really feel that things have mattered to us more now or we see how much they matter. They have always mattered. But I think God's just highlighting some of these things for us personally and hopefully for you. Uh, of what really matters. So we're going to talk about three things that really matter um, even more so now than ever. Uh, but uh, first one, family matters. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the condition of your heart matters. And we're going to talk about community matters. Yeah. And I mean, at the start of this year, I think at the start of any year, everyone's still hopeful about what this year is going to hold and what's going to happen. And at the start of 2020, it started out okay. And then we end up with coronavirus. And then um, we're grappling with that. And then you have the financial instability that comes with that. And then now we're um, in this fight for um, justice. And I feel like 2020 has just been a roller coaster in so many ways. And it's so important, I think, as believers that we focus on what's most important. Mm. And this series actually was birthed um, during the whole COVID-19 situation. We were like smack dab in the middle of it. And we're like, coming out of this, I hope that people come out with a fresh and new understanding of what really matters. That there are some core things, really important staples in our lives that shouldn't change and in fact i hope some of those things are are even stronger and more evident in our lives as a result of all that's going on and this is how this this series was birthed so i'm excited that we're getting to focus on very specific things as it relates to us personally but hopefully to you as well and um, we wanted to start with family matters um i know that that was a show from like the 90s was it the 90s Good Lord. I don't know when that was. (laughs) But there is a show called Family Matters, but this isn't about the show. Um, Really, what really matters is family. Um, Mm. And he has a scripture here. Yeah. And so um, Psalms 96 verse 7, it says, Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Uh, Give to the Lord glory and strength. And so I love that because God's like, look, it's not so much about the big picture of humanity, uh, yes, but he's saying, let the families of the peoples, meaning there's a lot of people, but let the families um, give to the Lord glory and strength. 
and yeah. uh, you know Psalm ninety six seven. And families can it means different things to different yeah. people. There's yeah. blood family. There's family the people you actually do life with. Yeah, it could be family. friends that are like family, even church family and church family and um, whatever family means to you. I'm sure during this time you valued yes. your family more than ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like for, for me personally, even through this, uh, my wife will share scripture as well, but um, what I have personally walked through in this time is just because with the whole stay at home, it's like you have no choice but to kind of look at yourself, evaluate. There's nowhere to go and nothing to do, right? Nowhere mean, to go by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know everybody's context is different, but yeah. generally speaking, um, we've been doing a lot of thinking, I, the whole world, and evaluating. And mm -hmm. I, I personally, even, I mean, I love my family. We're very family driven. Um, we're not, you know, we we have kids, and my brother uh, lives with us, and you know, we have, you know, extended family. We have biological. Fa I mean. But that's something that I really evaluated. And one thing in particular, uh, even in my notes, I wrote, you know, I'm a very driven person and my drive can get the best of me and it can adversely affect my wife, my relationship with my wife and my children. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that drive, <laughs> my wife's saying amen right now. I said, mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> my breath. But, um, but that is something that I'm literally processing even right now that there, there at times is an imbalance there that might, you know, and so that is something that God is, is putting his hand on, putting his finger on. And I just want to encourage you guys, when we talk about, this isn't like a, we're not trying to be cute here. Oh, family matters, right? This is something that I believe the spirit of God wants to convict us about and really make us think about, not condemn us, yeah. but hey, I can do better with this. Yeah. I, how do I navigate this, you know? And I didn't see this as much, honestly, before um, the stay at home because I had no choice but to really, I, sorry, I could see it more. I could see the negatives of it, of my drive and what that can do to my relationships and people. And it's caused me to pause and think and to evaluate the adjustments I need to make, adjustments to my approach toward life. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is one of the questions I've asked myself, how do I change my schedule and flow of my work life, AKA ministry life to better serve my wife and my children? And I'll be honest with you, that is a question I'm currently asking myself because family matters. And I think too, um, all of this that's going on, it's provided this, um, like he was talking about, this time to kind of think and process. And I've had more opportunities to talk to family that sometimes I don't get to talk to for um, weeks and months. And But now we're finding ourselves, hey, how are you doing? Um, hey, I wanted to pick your brain about this. And, and it's provided these opportunities to kind of talk to people that... Um, you know you love each other, but just with the busyness of life, um, you just get caught up and you just don't set aside that time, which is important. And, and it's really, for me, just remembering, you know what, um, at the heart of hearts and at the core of things, um, these are the people who have invested in my life. These are the people who will continue to invest in my life. And I want to invest in this relationship. 
and just making adjustments to our lifestyle. Just yesterday, I think we were saying our lives were really busy before all of this. And how can we, going forward, as things start to adjust in society, how do we, going forward, um, not lose some of this? We can't, we obviously have to move forward, but how do we maintain some of what we've gained in all of this? We don't want to retreat. We want to move forward. Right. So yeah. it's just adapting accordingly and finding what rhythm in this new season works best for our lives. So that's where we are right now in terms of um, yeah. adapting to how mm. much family matters yes. and what we want to invest in that in our own lives personally. Yeah, and another, we could say this main thought here, family matters, even like that relationships matter. Even as a pastor, um, in the throes of pastoring and doing all that involves pastoring through this last few months, I personally value to say, you know what? It's not that church, the the organization matters, right, per se. It's the people that matter because yeah. that's what church, the church is. Yeah. And so it's, and, and like my wife was saying, the people we're, we want to, you know, it's that our relation things don't matter <laughs> as much mm-hmm. as people. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our, I'll be honest with you, nothing matters more than your relationship with God and your relationship with others, yeah. the things that surround that don't matter as much as yeah. the people in our lives, yeah. and which includes family. And you got to so, evaluate that for wherever you yes. are, like what that means in yeah. your dynamic and your world. Um, think about those things, whatever family means to you and whoever family is to you, ask yourself the right. same questions as we go back to some sense of normalcy um, as things begin to open up again how um, will my new way of doing things affect um, my relationships like how can i integrate all of this into what's next what what the season what the next season holds um, as we move forward but and so with respect to to family matters i wanted my wife to share how she's implemented this this discipleship thing for our kids, which are such a pastor. Sorry, <laughs> devotions for our five-year-old. We're discipling our three children. We sure are. <laughs> we are not, and our seven-year-old. Okay. Oh, we also have man. a. Um, we're not sure what month he is, but you guys tell us. Um, Luca was born last August eighth, two thousand nineteen. We don't know how many months it is because we just can't think right now. So yeah. you tell us how old Luca is. But anyway, <laughs> once share. Every morning, we're trying to teach our kids um, the importance of starting your day right. Um, so, and how you start your day can affect the rest of your day. So mm-hmm. we try and start them out with um, doing devotions every day. And devotions is spending time with God, whatever that may look like. And for us, because they're kids and they love technology, they love watching stuff. We let them watch um, Superbook. And Superbook is just this program where it's about these modern day kids where they go back into like Bible times yes. to learn a lesson. Yeah. Um, and they watch the stories and then at the end of the story, they draw a picture of whatever they yeah. got. They can yeah. draw anything um, yeah. from what they got out from of what the they story. Got. And like Nico's done amazing. I, I posted one of his <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego <laughs> renditions and it was amazing. It's a work of art. <laughs> It's got Nebuchadnezzar on the outside of the fire looking all evil. And you got the three guys in there. And then there's the fourth person in the fire with them. I'm like, this is amazing. I was so, I loved it. And then Gia recently did 
um, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. It's amazing. She, she's got Jesus on the outside. It says Jesus, arrow to Jesus. But and no, then, it has like the little bubbles, like of right, right, him, like yeah, yeah. talking. Yeah, and it says, come out, like come forth, Lazarus. And then Lazarus is in this tomb and he's got grave clothes wrapped around him. And it looks anyway. like a tomb. It's like rocks yeah. and stuff around him. So yeah. their little minds, yeah. the way they interpret these yeah. things is pretty amazing. Yeah. But this last time um, we were watching it, and we were just, we talk about it with them after to just see what they get out of it. And um, at the end of Superbook, it always has this salvation prayer poem or something. And um, Nico said that he wanted to invite G Jesus into his heart. And we were like, really? Yeah. So we paused. And then you were like, hey, hon. Because like, he was listen. in the kitchen doing something. Yeah. So I was like, come over here. Nico said right. he wanted and to I was like, wow. invite Jesus into his heart. And, and then, then Jesus, G Gia was like, yeah, Gia, me too. Gia said, me too. I think she's already. Yeah, yeah. But, but this she is was a like, powerful... me too. Let's do it again. We, yeah. We're like, you really want to do it? Come sit over here and we'll pray together. And Gia starts to cry. And, and we're like, why are you crying? And she's like, I'm just so happy. Yeah. And then, and then, um, I, cause I was like, when you guys pray this prayer, you're going to go to heaven one day. And then Jesus, Jesus like, I want to go to heaven. And she's like, I'm so happy. It yeah. was just, it was just, a moment. It was really a moment. And as parents, like as you're sitting here, Family you're trying to teach your kids stuff, right? And you just never know how much they're retaining until you have a conversation with them and it comes out at some random point. You're like, oh, you were actually listening. Mm -hmm. And to have these moments, like yeah. our lives were so busy before. They were mm -hmm. in school. So they, they were already gone out of the house. We didn't always have these moments to sit down and talk about um, these things with them. And it was just a beautiful moment mm -hmm. because of the, the situation going on. It's allowed us the opportunity yeah, more time to, to commit to talking about mm -hmm. our faith. This is why we believe what we believe. We don't want you to just believe it because we're teaching you to, and this is what mama and dada believe. We want you to understand yes. um, this is why. And we want you to know that this is why this is important. This is who Jesus is. This is what God has done for us. And to see that unfold in their little lives is it's it's been a beautiful thing to yes. watch yep. and that's why for us family um matters. matters so much in this time yeah proverbs 13 22 it says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous and so um uh one preacher said um that my greatest contribution to the kingdom of God is not the church I build, it's the people I raise, my children. It's not what I do, it's who I raise. My greatest contribution to this world is not what Sean does, it's who he raises. Uh, family matters, check. Okay, next, here we go. The condition of your heart matters. I think more than ever, this is a time, folks, to evaluate, allow God to search your heart. You know, the Bible doesn't even say for us per se to search our heart because uh, our perspective is skewed at times. It does say, search my heart, oh God. If we want God to search our heart, uh, you know, we I get it. We want to evaluate, but but let's let's get let's get this this right that we want the the true and living God the holy God, the, the, the creator of the universe, the savior of our soul, the one that really knows us and loves us, mm -hmm. we want to invite him to search our heart in this time. Yeah. It is so easy to point the finger in this type of climate in our world. It is actually very natural to point the finger, but we aren't subject to just natural ways and methods. 
we have a supernatural God living inside of us, and we want to say, God, search my heart. So here we go. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Uh, keep your heart, you know, and I just want to read a little bit here. This is so important um, for everyone. Church, I mean, this is the burden my wife and I carry is that the, our community, um, Hopeland Church, will be a church that says, God, search my heart. Because um, when we do that, um, we will look at others uh, with, with purity. We'll, we'll look even when people are wrong, even our enemies. Uh, my wife even uh, was sharing with her tea with CG with the ladies just something God was really doing a deep work in her heart through this time. Um, and, and so why is the heart so important? I just want to say this and I'm going to let my wife jump in. But why is the heart so important? I'm talking to Christ followers here. Why is the heart so important? It's because that is where the word of God is sown. Mm -hmm. That is where spiritual growth and maturity begin. Mm -hmm. That is where the issues flow out of us, mm -hmm. okay? And I just want to read this because it's where the seed of the word is planted. Yeah. Why is the, our heart so, so important? Why does God say so much about it in the old covenant, new covenant, in the, when Jesus walked the earth, talked about the heart, you know? Um, it's because that is where God does his work yeah. and everything else flows out of that. The different uh, types of ground, the stony ground, dry ground, ground that, that is so dry that the, the, the fowl of the air come and steal the word. I, I mean, uh, it's because that's, that's, that is what we really are called to steward. So it's because it's where the seed of the word is planted. It's the soil that determines your health, okay? Um, your spiritual growth and the impact you're gonna have on this world, all right? You know, um, your heart is what God is really after. And you know, I just wanna ask you some questions here. I want you to ask yourself some questions. Uh, allow God to search your heart and say, you know, you know, is it, is it pure? Um, I can't answer that for you, but is it pure? Or are there idols in there, right? Um, and it might not be this false religion, but it could be things that have a prominent effect on your outlook and your emotions and your words yeah. and your relationships in your life. Um, you know, um, you know, are there idols in it? What what kind of idols? Um, could be politics. It could be a political party. Nothing wrong with a political party in itself, um, but if that is the predominant thing that is that is saturating the soil of your heart over Christ, could be an idol, um, prejudice, racism, perversion, lust, selfishness, pride. We all have to ask these questions. Um, I don't say this in a condemning way. I just say this in God search my heart, yeah. because that is what matters. It matters. Once again, the condition of your heart matters. And I think um, one of the things, I mean, there's been so much going on this year that I don't know how we can sit here and not really ex ask God to just examine the things in our heart. Like I, there's so many heart things that come out of, of everything that's going on that um, it, it kind of forces you 
to think about things. And I think it's important that we as Christians and as believers remember that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And the Bible says that he's a teacher and that he will guide us into all truth. And where we don't understand something, where there isn't clarity for something, we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us. And sometimes the revealing of that truth uncovers things that are unhealthy or uncovers things that um, that God just doesn't want in there. And we have to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in our hearts. Like, I just want to read um, Acts chapter 2. This is after um, um, the people were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were speaking in other tongues. And then the community, the people in the street heard them and they're like, oh, they're drunk with wine. It's early in the morning. And they're like, no, we're not drunk with wine. So Peter gets up and actually starts to, to preach the gospel. He starts to talk about Jesus. And so I'm just skipping through all of that. Down to verse 36 and 37, it says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And that is the job of the Holy Spirit. It says that they recognize that they, later in scripture, it says they recognize that they were unlearned. Like these weren't men that were scholars or anything like that, but they spent time in the presence of Jesus and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, which then gave them a boldness mm -hmm. to proclaim the truth of the gospel. And I think a lot of this stuff that's going on um, should stir something in our hearts. And we have to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us. He should prick our hearts and, and talk to us about the mm, things that are unholy, the things that are not righteous, the things that are not just. Um, the Bible says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. And we have a responsibility as believers to allow the Holy Spirit to, to delve in deep and deal with the issues of our heart. Allow yes. the Holy Spirit to prick our hearts. Yes. So when he does, what comes out of us is the gospel. What it's comes good. out of us is the love of God. What comes out of us is, is truth and love and mercy and kindness. And it's the fruit of the Spirit that comes out. What's going on right now is stirring up so many emotions and things in people that I feel like, we have to kind of recalibrate yes. and remember yes. who we are in, in Christ and, and allow the Holy Spirit to yeah. work those things out in us. Because yes. not all of it is bad. Right. Um, some of the things that people are feeling called to do and feeling led yeah. to do um, in terms of, of um, justice right now in our society could be God-given things that, are, that have been put in their hearts. But we have to remember that that has to remain in proper alignment yes. in our lives and in our hearts. And the moment there's an imbalance, there, the Holy Spirit is gonna is gonna give you a little prick in your heart and remember, yeah. remember who put this in you. Remember yeah. who um, gave you this passion. Remember that this passion is not just for you to have a passion for a cause. This passion is for you to, um, with the cause proclaim the goodness and the faithfulness and the salvation message. This passion isn't just for us. It's for the world to see who Jesus is. Yeah. And we should be able That's to um, declare that and speak that um, in the middle of all of this. And I think some of us might be 
getting a little lost in, in everything. And I think it's so important. The reason the condition of our heart um, matters is because that is how the world will see Jesus. Right. It's going to be through us. And that is why we're here. <laughs> Jesus was like, wait for the Holy Spirit. And then he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we have the Holy Spirit. So now we have to go. And wherever God sends you, the gospel should be the primary focus of what you're trying to get out. People should know that you're a believer by the way you live, by the way you speak, by the way um, you treat other people. All of that should be exemplified in our lives. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is shaking things yes. in us. And our hearts are being, are being shifted and changed. And we have to allow him to speak truth to us and to reveal himself in us. So then we can... Um, than be the light of the world. That's good. She's preaching good, folks. That, it's, it's important. It's like that thing just stirs my heart. and it's Yeah, and so um, the condition of your heart matters. All right, here we go. So, babe, family matters. Yes, it does. And Crystal Gale, the condition of your heart matters. It really does. And last but not least, Crystal Gale, community matters it really does look at the person next to you if there is anybody next to you <laughs> and tell them community matters community matters it does and so community um it's is so it says community 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 yeah that's Go my ahead. that's my preaching voice community <laughs> um you know we miss gathering and seeing people we really do we really do <laughs> yes. i mean this is a long time. Like when yeah. you, you're you used we to going to, to church, <laughs> it's hard to just not go to church and to not yes. be around people and to not hang out with people. Yeah. And that's hard. And we it's we hard. had our prayer gathering last Saturday. And we, we were, were so elated. Excited. It was like 10 people there. But we were like, this is amazing. <laughs> we're like, yay. We have a church to go to <laughs> yeah. and people to see. Yes. It was awesome. It was but, nice. But with community, it comes responsibility and accountability. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, right. Am I right? And so when um, recently, uh, Dominico my, and Gia, they've been skateboarding a bit. And Dominico isn't even standing up yet <laughs> on it a little bit, but he's just more, he sits on it and, and just pushes with yeah, his leg. Like he does a pretty good job. <laughs> he does. Um, he has that yeah. position down pat. Yeah, he does. So he's got, <laughs> yeah. So he's just literally on one knee on the board and just pushes super fast. <laughs> and I was out watching them like normally. But I wasn't so watching, watching them. Them. I was watching them, but not watching them. Dad fell. And, <laughs> and Gia went in front of him, and Nico fell forward in what we would call in our home a face, face plant. His face what is, yeah. hit the concrete. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, my poor like, baby. I was not there. I did not like witness face, this. concrete. <laughs> like, and then I look up, and he's running at me, and his like, face Blood. is bloody. And he's like, ah. And it wasn't that Gia pushed him, or it was just... They didn't have, they, he hadn't taught them proper skateboard etiquette right. yet. So Well, I, in the process. But anyway, we won't talk well, about that right now. Side but, conversation. Yeah, so <laughs> it comes in, I mean, and yeah. Busted lips. Yeah, busted lips. His, his gums, like yeah. his nose, yeah. like. And I felt guilty, so I'm like, you are never skating again. <laughs> Neither of you. Skateboarding's over, I'm burning it. And Gia starts to cry. Gia cries. <laughs> and that like was just, that was dad guilt right causing there. That was trauma just dad guilt. With all the kids. <laughs> dad guilt, the condition of your heart matters. <laughs> but, uh, 
But dad yelled, yeah. And then um, we wanted to take care of Nico because the man's, the boy's bleeding. Yeah. We're like, uh, you know, just checking his teeth, making sure they didn't get too loose. <laughs> right. So, so, but, and Gia's fine. And Gia's fine. like, my foot. <laughs> and we're like, what about your foot? Your brother your is foot. bleeding this, out the front the of his face. The boy's mouth is, you know, got blood. And he's like. A nervous wreck. Like his Dad's face guilty. Was swollen, and I was yes. like, oh, yeah, his baby. little lip, like, whoop. I was like, I, when we ran up the stairs, I'm like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, they are never skating again. So I had to kind of put that on, like, yeah, never skating. Oh, and Crystal Gale was just super, like, ah, it's fine. I you were super to chill. Reserve. She was super when chill. When crazy happens, I like yeah. someone has to be normal. Yeah, she was crazy. chill. So I was like, wow, she's not mad. I shouldn't feel so guilty, <laughs> right? So this is where community comes in, though, because I want to say this with respect to what's going on out in this world. Yeah. Um, and, and look, look, like I said, we reiterate, we, we're not getting political. Uh, we are spiritual. We are pastors. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we've mentioned this time and time again uh, in the past recently. Last week, I really challenged uh, our, the white community, right, just because. Um, it's time for us to, to, to look at our, our black brothers and sisters and, and black brothers and sisters and prefer them better than us to, to listen, to learn, to love, right? We don't understand, but we can, we can walk with them. We, we can't stand in their shoes, but we can't walk with them, right? And so I was looking at this situation with Nico and Gia where Nico was the one bleeding, right? And the black community um, throughout history in America is hurting. And so, yes, um, Gia's uh, foot mattered, geez, but in the moment. Yes, in the moment. <laughs> it was just... that. That's not the big problem here, Gia. <laughs> um, that is not the big problem. Let's, let's focus on Nico, who's bleeding. <laughs> and so this goes back to conditioned heart, but also community. Yeah. Um, that this isn't about us. I'm speaking as a white man. This is my opportunity. This is a privilege to love people and to focus on others yeah. because they're my brother and my sister. And, and yeah, and just even in terms of um, biblical and Christian community, um, for Christians specifically, here's an opportunity for us to um, love on brothers and sisters um, in community with each other. Um, Someone in your community is in pain yep. and is hurting, and um, that should be enough for us to pause mm -hmm. as believers, believers to pause and just say, I'm sorry that you're in pain. You might, you don't have to apologize for everything that's happening in the world. Like that mm -hmm. is not your responsibility. Your responsibility as a believer to is to brother. prefer one above yourself, to prefer another above, to bear each other's burdens. And I think mm -hmm. this is what is important in community. Yes, Community recognizes that all of us together have a functioning community. If there's one piece of us yes. that is in pain a or part of hurting, the body. that's a part of the body, it affects all of us. We can't just leave one part of it. It's like you're sick or there's a part of your, your like I got a splinter the other day and um, I couldn't get it out. And I'm like, it's starting to bother me. It starts to bother my whole hand, even though it's just mm -hmm. in my thumb. Um, we have a responsibility 
as Christians to think about community, period. Community matters. Um, how I see my brother and sister in Christ matters. Yes. How I treat them matters. How they feel matters. Um, doesn't mean I'm going to understand everything. It just means that I am here to listen. I am here to cover you. I am here to walk with you. I am here to love you. And That's I good. think at minimum for Christmas, this is at minimum for Christians to um, remember that as a body, when one is affected, it affects us all. Yes. This is our community. Yep. We have a community of believers and we have a responsibility um, to look beyond ourselves and to look at our fellow believers and help. Yes. And that's just talking to Christians now. Um, there's a bigger issue outside of that where just for humanity's sake, we're all mankind. We're all humans. And, yeah. and there's a responsibility for your fellow man. Yes. It's the same thing. It just takes community outside of our church family community and just ex extends it beyond that. There's a community here that we are a part of, that we have a responsibility to um, help in this time. That's good. So community matters. Here we go. First uh, John chapter one, verse seven. Here it is right here. First uh, John chapter one, verse seven. But if we walk in the light, we, we, community, we, if we, we have to, if we walk in the light, meaning we're gonna see things for what they are, and we, you need to throw out your political view, your, your bias, your upbringing, your, your bubble, your preference, your prejudice for the sake of a person. Forget that garbage. Those are things. It's about the person. It's always about the person. Uh, you know, we, that is the great commandment. Uh, love the Lord your God mm. with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your love neighbor as yourself. As yourself. Yeah. And like my wife was saying, don't allow all this stuff out here to fog or clutter yeah. the simplicity of walking with Jesus yeah. and loving him and loving, loving people. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your political nonsense if there ain't no love coming in there for people. That, that is not helping Christians. Hopeland Church, we challenge you mm -hmm. to love people through this. And, and you, need to, you need to throw all that other stuff on the altar and say, God, send your fire. And yeah. whatever's not pure, God, burn it. Yeah. Whatever's not holy, burn it. Yeah. Whatever's dross or, or tears, mm -hmm. burn it. Lord, yeah. I only want the gold out of this. Regardless of what side you sit It doesn't matter the side. It doesn't matter. It, it ain't kingdom. We, we sit at a kingdom table yeah. where everybody's invited in Christ to sit at that table. Mm -hmm. How many different perspectives you think we're on in the 12 disciples in the early church with the Gentiles and the Jews sitting at the same table? Yeah. Samar you know, Samar Samaritans and um, Syrophoenicians, pagans and Jews sitting at the table of the Lord. Everybody's invited to the table. And we're all going to submit ourselves to, to, to Jesus and the truth of his word. Yeah. And we're going to say, God, do a work in my heart. Yeah. Here it is. But if we, we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Notice it takes light for both of us to actually have fellowship. If one of us clouded by darkness, clouded by this other stuff, that's not the word 
It's not Christ. It's not his heart. We inhibit true fellowship. Fellowship isn't just a bunch of people hanging out drinking coffee. Fellowship is when, when, when the we are saying, God, shine your light in me. And I can't have fellowship with my black brothers and sisters if I got all kind of stuff in me and I'm tripping on what's going on in culture and in this world. It's going to inhibit. But here it is. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. First John chapter 1, verse 7. There is a spiritual transfer that happens in re kingdom relationship. I mean, it's, it's, it's relating um, relational connection in the kingdom. And it brings the blood of Jesus into that context. Mm -hmm. And that we must walk in forgiveness and in Christ. And that blood washes. It's, it's amazing what kind of purifying can happen when different types of people come together in Christ, that reconciliation does not happen in policy. Policy provides a basis, but true reconciliation happens in relationship. When God sent his law before Christ, the law did not reconcile humanity back to God. It couldn't. It couldn't. God knew I need to send my son. This is a family situation. This is a relational situation. God redeemed humanity through the relationship of humanity with God through his son in Christ. And I'm here to tell you that's the same for us, that we're going to reconcile humanity because of our relationship with Christ and our relationship with each other. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings, and to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope, and your future in God is great.